3: It's How Do We Fix It with Richard and Jim. How gratitude can make your life better.
1: It struck me that we have this big gratitude gap. And if we can figure out how to get over that, if we can figure out how to change our attitudes, that we're going to
3: be a lot happier.
1: And it works.
3: Our show is about fixes. Yeah, how to make the world a better place. How How do do we we fix fix it? it? How do we fix it? So, Jim, you you and I, I think... pretty happy guys, generally. Pretty positive and laugh and smile a lot, and occasionally I tease you. Well, <laughs> but right. but yeah, how gr- Once in a while. <laughs> but how grateful are we? To answer, Richard, I'm going to quote the great Texas
0: singer-songwriter Ray Wiley Hubbard, who... Never heard of him. Who, uh, you should look him up, <laughs> who said, any day that I keep my gratitude higher than my expectations is a good day. So that's kind of my motto. That's nice. That's nice. A
3: recent survey found that 90% of us know that being grateful can help make us happy, but at least 50% don't practice gratitude.
0: So our show today is all about gratitude, and our guest is Janice Kaplan, longtime magazine editor, author, and most recently, she's written a really interesting book called The Gratitude
3: Diaries. Yeah. Welcome, Janice. Thanks. Great to be here. You started the project with, with a New Year's resolution. Uh, promising yourself to be grateful and to look at the bright side of what happens in life. Has that made a difference to you?
1: It did start out a little bit as a literary device. I'm going to live a year more gratefully, see what happens. And uh, I didn't expect it to change my life quite as dramatically as it did, to really end up giving me the best year of my life without a whole lot happening other than changing my attitude.
3: So let's unpack that. In what ways?
1: Yeah, I was fortunate enough to have a grant from the John Templeton Foundation to do a big national survey on gratitude. And when the results started coming in, they were really stunning. Some 90% of people say that if you're grateful, you're going to be happier. And then only about half of us actually express gratitude. So what are we doing here? We know that there's something that's going to make us happier, but we don't do it. So it struck me that we have this great big gratitude gap. And if we can figure out how to get over that, if we can figure out how to change our attitudes, how to look look for the bright side of things, how to reframe problems and see them from the positive, that we're going to be a lot happier. And it works.
0: So the gratitude gap. I'm really interested in this. I often feel that people sometimes enjoy being unhappy or feeling deprived in some way. But what are the things that make people have a lack of gratitude?
1: Well, I think in some ways we think that gratitude is a little soft and sappy. Right. right? Well,
0: in your book, you talk about you bringing know? it up at a dinner party in Manhattan and people are a little embarrassed to, right. to even talk about it.
1: Right. Because we think that if we're ambitious, uh, that we're supposed to be edgy and we're supposed to worry about stuff and we're not supposed to recognize that things are good. We're always supposed to want something else. And, um, I, I think one of the really important things that I discovered this year is that gratitude and ambition can play really nicely together. And I think actually if you appreciate where you are at the moment, you're more likely to be successful um, because you're happier. People like being around you. And you're probably
0: a better boss if you're in the habit of being supportive of the people around you as well.
1: Absolutely. In that same survey, um, you know, a lot of people really worry uh, as executives, and they think, no, I shouldn't be grateful. I shouldn't say thank you. You know, we say thank you with a paycheck. Um, By the way, my answer to that is always, no, we pay you with a paycheck. You say thank you with thank you. But (laughs) executives often worry that, yeah, if I say thank you, people won't work as hard. In that survey, Richard started out with, 81% eighty one percent of people said they would work harder for a grateful boss, so uh, bosses
3: that 's free labor
1: <laughs> <laughs> that 's
3: right <laughs> that 's right I want to know more about how you got started on this. I mean, did you feel that if you were more grateful that it would, would help you? i mean why did, why did you do this? Well,
1: you know, I was standing at that new year 's Eve party, and um i don 't like new year 's Eve very much, and uh, we were all standing waiting for the ball to come down and I thought, well what 's going to happen this year that 's actually going to make me so much happier, and I started running through in my mind, I'm going to move to Hawaii, I'm going to win the lottery... And I realized none of those things were actually going to make a difference. And because of this survey that I had done, I realized, okay, the only thing that really could potentially change the year and really make me happier at the end of the year was my own attitude.
3: And and you're married and you started out by what? Thanking your husband, Ron?
1: Yeah. um, I started out the first month of the year by being grateful to my husband. And, you know, I've been married for a really long time and I have a really, really nice husband but I think we stop noticing people, right? Psychologists call it habituation. You get used to the people who are around you. You get used to the stuff that's around you and you don't pay attention to it anymore. So that very first weekend of January, we were uh, driving up uh, on Friday night. We we're lucky enough to have a country house and we were going up there and, and we got there and, and I said, as we arrived, I said, honey, thank you for driving. And he said, I always drive. <laughs> and I, said, I said, I know you always drive, but you know, I hate to drive and it's snowing and, and I really appreciate that I don't have to worry about it at night and he didn't say much. And then the next day, I think I thanked him for, you know, fixing a leaky faucet. And he said, yeah, I always fix leaky faucets. And, and, but I just started noticing the things that he always does. It was nothing special. It was an ordinary weekend, but I thanked him for a whole bunch of things. And at the end of the weekend, it came to be Sunday night and we were eating dinner and he said, thank you for cooking.
3: So he started thanking you. Right.
1: And I hadn't said anything about what we were doing. And of course I said, I always could. (laughs) But the vibe started to change, and all of a sudden you're noticing each other. And that was the biggest change in the year, that um, after all of these years of marriage, our relationship really, really
3: changed. Did it affect other relations in your life?
1: It did, and it affected them in a a funny way, which is that um, once I became more positive and um, was seeing things from a different vantage, I had so little tolerance for people who wouldn't do that. And one of my closest... you friends. lost a bunch of uh, Well, you know, one <laughs> of my good friends actually happens to be a fairly negative person, and um, I just, I kept pointing it out to her, and it took her a really long time to see it. She has come around, and she's actually in the book, and she laughs about it, and she points it out all the time, and she'll say, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm with misgratitude. <laughs> um, <laughs> <That's
0: gratitude. laughs> so what are the specific steps? It's not just like, oh, I should remember to have more gratitude, but you actually have rituals and procedures to do this?
1: Well, there's a psychologist who I spoke to who said that expressing gratitude actually strengthens the neural circuits in the brain that lead to feelings of connection. So you want to do that, right? It's like lifting weights. You, you do it enough, it, it, really, it really strengthens those, those neural circuits or those muscles, whichever you're doing. Um, and his suggestion was that you send an email to your, to your spouse or to your partner or to whoever you're in a relationship with once a day. That's just a fill-in that says, one thing I appreciate that you did today was. And this just gives you that start and reminds you, yes, to be grateful to the person.
0: So we have some really nice tools today to do this in a somewhat public way with all the social media So many of us are involved in. That instead of using it to just complain about politics and stuff, you can can, – instead of a journal, you can do sort of a public journal of gratitude.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, there's always this concern that, oh, Facebook makes us feel bad because we see other people's good lives. Well, use it for your own good life then. And you don't even have to make a big deal about it. It's just that you know what you're doing.
3: I I want to get to more specific steps that you take in a minute, but does gratitude have an impact on how you spend money? And if so, how? Because a lot of us spend way too much money on stuff that we don't really end up enjoying or wanting that much.
1: Well, there's been a lot of research on the difference between spending money on experiences and spending money on stuff and you end up being grateful for experiences. I mentioned habituation. Well, the same way it works with a spouse, it works with a diamond ring and a house and a Porsche. You know, you get it, and you kind of get used to it, and what are you going to do? Well, you just want the next thing.
3: I, I love the name of that chapter that you have, How Diamonds Shrink and Memories Grow.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. You know, you, you, stop, you stop noticing things. But uh, if you've had a great vacation, you come home from that vacation, and uh, it only gets better, right? The stories only get better. The rain on Wednesday. Day. You forgot about that. But uh, but the sunshine on Tuesday, you remember. You about, know, and that's what you talk about. It's really
0: funny. I've got three boys. Richard's heard a lot about them. And one of the, my great happiness is to hear them talk about all the crazy camping trips and mountains we climbed because we really did a lot of adventurous stuff with them. And uh, and they'll bring it up and talk about it, and it's part of their identity as a family, and that really brings me a lot of gratitude. Yeah, that
3: was one of my favorite tweets you did. Jim's <laughs> pretty active on Twitter, James B. Maggs, <laughs> at James B. Maggs. Um and uh, you were you were tweeting about hiking with your with your sons. Yeah, well, I, and was... how they showed you. There's Something this there's this know.
0: idea out there that people need more connection with nature and that we're isolating our kids from nature too much and I said that one of the nice things about getting your kids to love nature is that when they get a little older they return the favor so my uh, my 22 year old son t- led us on this amazing hike up in the Shawangunk Mountains n- near the Catskills uh, a few weeks ago and. I made sure he knew how
3: much I appreciated it. But but the very definition of not being grateful is a teenager. And you deal with that in the Gratitude Diaries. Yeah. How do we deal with kids who are manifestly not grateful? Should they be grateful?
1: Well, you know, one of the psychologists who I spoke to um, had a really interesting point, which is he said that kids don't necessarily know how to... Code what their parents are doing as something that they should appreciate. And that's kind of interesting, Um that kids aren't necessarily being ungrateful, but a lot of times our kids haven't seen anything else uh, uh, other than the bubble that they're in and other than the bubble that their other friends have.
3: So what's your strategy? How do you break that bubble.
1: Well, I I think we give a great gift to our kids by introducing them to other things in the world. Um, And, uh, you know, you can do the obvious by by taking them to the soup kitchen, or you can do something as simple as something that our family always did is, um, you know how you get all of those requests for for charitable donations? Instead of throwing them away, put them all in a basket. And, uh, you know, at a couple of points during the year, pull them all out, sit down with the kids. This is especially good when the kids are little. And go through them. You get to set the budget. Tell the kids what the budget is, and then they get to decide where it goes. And at that point, you're actually starting to talk to your kids about what these different things are. What does it mean? What are these illnesses? What are these refugees? What are these uh, people who are hungry? And, you know, a lot of kids, especially when we're talking about younger ones, have never even thought of that. And it's really profoundly moving. They're not hearing about it when you do it that way as, oh, isn't this terrible? And look how lucky you are. They're hearing this is something you can help with. Mm -hmm. Um, And that act of giving and that act of being generous and realizing that they can make a difference, I think, does make children much more grateful for what they already have.
0: I mean, a lot of families have a tradition on Thanksgiving of going around the table and everybody saying what they're thankful for. And what's really lovely about it, if you have a multi-generational family, you might have everyone from 6-year-olds to 86-year-olds doing this.
1: Right. You know, I think it's a great thing with kids to do every day. Um, Start dinner by saying, what's everybody grateful for? When you have those family dinners, hopefully they're every night, but even if they're not, um, or if you're putting your kids to sleep at night, what were you grateful for today? And it becomes part of, of what families do. And, uh, I have, uh, I have a niece who has three little girls under the age of seven and she has started doing that with them. And I was over their house not long ago and, and they did that. And of course, I was very happy because they all said, I'm grateful that we're having dinner with Aunt Janice. But, <laughs> but, um, Great. it sets, it sets a tone because otherwise kids are going to tell you what happened in the fourth grade playground or why life is terrible as a freshman in college. They get to say that. But it's also really important if part of the ritual is saying something positive.
0: Now, you also talk about something you call a no complaint zone. What is that?
1: Well, you know, we all spend a lot of time complaining, right? And, you know, it's star- right. <laughs> and, you know, it started with my husband. I realized that what I consider as constructive criticism, I hear as constructive and he hears as criticism. And the same with our kids. We're so much smarter than they are. We're only trying to give them good advice. Um, but stop doing that. You know, I decided to try to take a period of time where I would not correct, complain, or try to help anybody. I would just support what they were doing and and appreciate the good things rather than complaining about the others. And it it happens in a broader way outside of our family and friends too, right? It's our way of bonding sometimes. It's become something we do. We bond by complaining. And as I was doing the gratitude diaries, I tried to see if we could bond over other things. So if somebody said, oh my gosh, it's so cold out. Can you believe how cold it is? I would say, yeah, and aren't we lucky? I have this fabulous scarf. Do you want to try (laughs) my scarf I can show you where I got it from and people immediately change their attitude because all they want to do is talk or connect and it's actually nicer to do it over something positive than negative
3: what about health you talk about vitamin G which I assume is vitamin gratitude what is that
1: Well, um, we shouldn't be surprised anymore that there are mind-body connections, right? But we continue to be, and I was really surprised by the power of gratitude to influence our health. Um, it lowers stress, which I guess shouldn't be a big surprise, but there's been great research showing that it lowers blood pressure, it helps you sleep better at night, um, and there's actually some really interesting research into how gratitude has an effect on the inflammation in the body. And, you know, inflammation is the big word in medicine these days, and it affects everything Uh Um, From Stomach Aches to Headaches. And frankly, in the course of doing the Gratitude Diaries, I've had migraine headaches in the past. And I came up with this whole plan for how I was going to be grateful if I got a migraine headache and it would go away. And this is true in the course of writing the book. I never got another headache. Wow. And, (laughs) And when I spoke to one of the doctors about it, he said... Absolutely makes sense. You were lowering the inflammation in your body enough that it had that effect. You
0: know, George Orwell said that to see what is in front of your nose requires a constant struggle. I think that one of the problems we have here is comparing ourselves with others. and And we have a hard time looking back and saying, wait a minute, compared to the way my grandparents lived, I have access to so much better health, better food, a bigger house. We're often encouraged to feel a little bit deprived. So, to me, this gratitude project is really um, part of it is maybe being realistic about how much luckier we are than almost anyone else in the history of the planet.
1: Right. You know, I'll tell you a little story. Years ago, I'm, I was a TV producer and, and I had been called for a job that I really wanted. And, and I happened to know somebody who was on the air and I was in his office and I was telling him how anxious I was. And I was about to have this big interview. And he said, come on with me over to the window. And we walked over to the window and he opened the window and he said, um, you know what your problem is? You're only looking up, look down, look down at all the people who'd like to be where you're standing right now. Yeah. And he said, that's what my daddy always told me. Just look down before you look up. And I think it's exactly what you're saying. We're, we're always looking at people who have more than us. We're always looking at people who have, uh, who have something that we don't and forgetting that there are lots of people who are looking at us <laughs> and, um, and, and wanting what we have.
3: Thank you very much. Good way to end.
0: Really important concept here and Richard in our conversations, I think the thing that surprised you about it is it's not just, oh yeah, you should appreciate things or you should remember to be grateful, but that there's a little bit of a of a process, a ritual, almost a Zen like focus and being in the moment i think it's a
3: discipline um not just a zen-like moment to me zen
0: is i mean that's what i mean by zen is a
3: discipline all right all right i don't think of it as that but maybe i should it's not just being mellow yeah it's not just smiling at people or, or be having a nice attitude it's actually going out of your way to express gratitude and to help others express gratitude
0: you know bad things can happen and you can acknowledge they're bad and then you still step back but say hey I'm lucky to be someone who gets to live at this time in world history
3: where I'm well fed and, and sheltered from the weather. And, well, I think and that our leaders very often encourage us to be negative, And it's one reason why I think so many people are pissed off at the moment, angry at the system. Let's talk about this, because I think this
0: is really important both sides of the political process are getting better and better at encouraging people to feel victimized, to feel put upon, to feel disadvantaged, even while we live in this time of relative peace and plenty. Not to say that there aren't economic issues that affect certain segments of the population. There are. Not to say there's not certain kinds of injustice. There are. But I do feel like right now we're really focused on this happening on the right and how Trump has energizes these feelings of resentment and let's get back at the big shots, but it's on the left too. It can be the most powerful
3: force in human nature in a very destructive way. As someone who came to live here from Britain, the biggest difference to me between America and Britain, certainly in the 1980s, was that there was a great sense of optimism here about the future. And I think we've lost some of that. Yeah. And it'd be great to get it back. And one way to be more optimistic and hopeful is to feel grateful for where we are. And you may not agree with this, Jim, but I do think that in some of the speeches, there was a more positive tone in the Democratic convention than there was at the Republican convention, which was dominated by a very dark view of America from Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, no question. I mean, Michelle Obama's speech about this still being the greatest nation on earth was was lovely and maybe expressing a little bit of gratitude for the humble things in life maybe that's a beginning to rebuilding something less negative in our political sphere as well
3: so just bring it back to the to the practical writing something down that you're grateful for i'm um, also expressing gratitude to to friends and family and expressing gratitude at work as well yeah. for uh, being a positive force rather than a negative force so so I'm Does just gonna say it
0: right now, Richard. I'm appreciate I appreciate all the hard work. And we'll have a group hug
3: right after this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's how do we fix it? I'm Richard Davies. I'm Jim Meg. And we're produced by Miranda Schaefer, who got us to ask a whole bunch of good questions today, as always. Thank you, Miranda. And, and our
0: audio producer is Denise Barberita here at the beautiful Mono Lisa Studios
3: in uptown Manhattan. The show is produced by Davies Content. We make digital audio for companies and nonprofits. If you'd like to make a podcast, go to Davies